I'm Sasha. Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. And I'm Dutch. This week, MLS is actually back with the regular season. Man City are back to buying the best players in the world from the NWSL. And Barcelona are very, very, very not back. Welcome to another episode of We Call It Soccer. And uh, as you all know, as our loyal listeners, I uh, ask as existential questions of great importance to Caleb and Sasha at the beginning of every week. We truly depend on their answers to survive. And this week, I wanted to ask, if you were making fancy mac and cheese, which cheese would you use? Oh, man. I, mm. As was not tonight, this is like the hardest question you could have given me. I told you. Oh, man. Okay, so there's got to be more than one cheese, right? Otherwise, what are you doing? Exactly, Live, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb, for establishing that. Yeah. yeah. With only one cheese in your mac and cheese. All right. Here's what you do you melt in a sharp cheddar. With a sharp cheddar, you melt in a monster. I'll turn on Malader cheese as well. And then, after you're done with the mac and cheese, mix it all up, you put it in the oven with some breadcrumbs and Parmesan on top. All right? All right. Parmesan. Sasha, do you disagree? I'm, I'm probably going to sound like heathen because I did not know we had a cheese expert here. I was going to say I like it's the consistency birthright. of... of, of, of... <laughs> Of Gouda with provolone. I do like the sharp cheddar though. I love that. I love that flavor, no matter what the consistency is and melted. Um, but yeah, provolone and Gouda, this like just super cheesy mess. So, so, solid choices. Solid choices as well. Thank you. Notch. I will say that I have actually never made a custom mac mac and cheese myself. I have eaten it many times, cooked by Ariel, by other people in my life. And I will say that I enjoyed them when they include a Gouda in the mix. Like, that is something that I have enjoyed. The other kind of key to my enjoying mac and cheese more than most times is if it's been baked in cast iron and there's a little bit of a crust at the bottom sometimes. Uh, and the inside is kind of gooey. And, and not so that, like, there's some mac and cheeses I've eaten where it's just a single layer of pasta and it's, like, crusty at the bottom, crusty on top. No. You need a little crust at the bottom, a little crust on top, and then inside there has to be, like, a mass. Uh, which also ensures that you get enough mac and cheese to, to satisfy you. So that would be my kind of way of going about that, but not quite the answer to the question I asked. So. All right. Well, hey, uh, moving along, it's time for us to all say thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. You can too if you go to patreon.com slash TUnitedFans. Hey, Caleb, what do our loyal listeners on Patreon get for, for being our patrons? Uh, for $3, you can join our Slack channel. And have access to our sub channel on there, I guess. Uh, called Pod Questions. We're going to ask those questions that we answer on the podcast each week. Also, just top bands that we we just, you know, make fun of all the people who aren't patrons of the podcast. And uh, once you join, we'll stop making fun of you. That's that's the that's the rule. Uh, $5 gets you an extra discussion every single week, or not every single week, but just most a few weeks. times a month, most weeks. Uh, $10 gets you three solo episodes from each of your lovely co-hosts. 
um, $20 that you thank you at the end of the episode and $1,000 a month, which is not to say good things about the Southern American team, Atlanta, not the Italian team, Atlanta. There's, there's been some some mis, mis, mess ups about that, but we liked Atlanta. Yes. They're a good team. Yes, fans of Italian team Atalanta, you don't have to pay me anything to make me say nice things. I'm sorry to the few of you who had to give refunds. It was very hard parting with ninety thousand dollars last month. So, um, but you know, y'all, y'all, y'all were misled, and it's not my fault. You know, so uh, there we go. Okay, thanks for establishing that. Also, please. Tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. Talk about us on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook. If you still have a MySpace, mention us there too. Because, hey, you never know. If you're making yeah, we'll be in your top those, eight. If you're making those dope Gen Z TikToks about uh, how millennials are trash, uh, mention us in those as well. You know, I know all these awful Which people who hack. listen to We Call It Soccer. Which is hack at this point. I want to point that out. Tit- Gen Z making fun of millennials on, t- millennials on TikTok is hack. Millennials have been fun of millennials for for years now. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so all I'm saying is this include we call it soccer in the mocking. You know, it's okay. It's it, just throw a reference. All advertising, good advertising. All right. With that, let's move into a segment that we call bad guys. Yes, a segment where we discuss American soccer's bad guys, the two top divisions, Major League Soccer and the NWSL. Who this week saw U.S. Women's National Team legend Rose Lavelle travel to Match City following in the footsteps of Sam Mewis. So in quick succession, two national team players leave the NWSL, head over to Manchester City. In an interview I watched with um, Rose Lavelle talking to Ariel Castillo, Man City's U.S. representative, uh, Rose mentioned, among other things, that she was excited to see the style of play over there. It's uh, It's... And, and she always wanted to play overseas. So I think it's good to have two very important players to the team experience a different rhythm of play, a different style of league, and it can only make the national team better. I got to be excited about Roosevelt going to El Reign for just a moment in my feet before I then <laughs> heard the news that she was going to City. I was so hoping for that lavelle Rapino match, like, you know, getting together and teaming up, but... I'll have yeah. to so, wait. Uh, so, OL o- 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 Rain did trade for Lavelle's NWSL rights for about 110 allocation money and I think a first overall, first round draft pick in the next draft. Um, does this move happen without allocation money, which was introduced this year in NWSL? I don't think so. I don't yeah, think I... Lavelle did the chance to, to go overseas. So. Right. This is this is one of those things where NWSL's evolving state. Um, also, I mean, there there have been conversations about how the U.S. women's or national team has tried to keep its players within NWSL and prevent them from playing abroad as well. So, uh, th- this is a sign of a change. Seeing these two players in quick succession travel elsewhere. So. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what this means in long term for the NWSL. Um, we've already seen other prominent NWSL players choose to play in the WSL or the, the French League. Um, other big European teams instead of staying with uh, their NWSL teams. So it remains to be seen, but it, it's starting to, to pick up some pace seeing some of their players head to bigger pastures. Well, not bigger necessarily, but greener perhaps. So we'll see what happens. It does rain more over there. It does rain more. 
Yes, very much so. Those pastures are quite muddy. You know? <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Major League Soccer, where the pastures are somehow full of fans. Haha, <laughs> nice job, Dallas. Uh, and it wasn't like, you know, having your fans in the stadium led to problems in other parts of the match, too. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had two games last week between FC Dallas and Nashville because they were like, yeah, we had to sit out this tournament because we made huge mistakes. Let's play twice in quick succession. <laughs> Boring-ass games full of drama. Okay. First one, Nashville gets their first Major League vic- victory. Good for you, Nashville. Well done. Pat, pat, pat on the head. Um... David Akam scores late to give Nashville their first MLS win. This was also the first major league team sports event played in front of a crowd since the pandemic started. And, you know, we saw the pandemic, so no problems there. Good job, everybody. It's not like <laughs> FC Dallas's fans had to sign a waiver to, to watch soccer. Caleb, what is the dumbest thing you have signed a waiver to do? Statue of Limitations hasn't run out yet, so I'm not ready to say. <laughs> Sasha, what you got? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing that would match this. I I signed a waiver last week to get a dental cleaning. And that felt pretty fucking stupid in my mind. And that was medically necessary because I wanted to show the person doing a cleaning something else in my mouth that needed um, treatment. So, But still, I was like, I'm not sure I should be doing this. So imagine now that you're at the, the gates of a stadium and someone's handing you a waiver saying, to watch this soccer match, I need you to sign away your rights. Yeah. Stupid. That, that, that's what I would, I would call it. Anyway, let's, let's move on because this is just the beginning of the stupidity. Uh, turns out that the players decided before the game to ask FC Dallas to ask Major League Soccer to allow the national anthem not to be played, much like it was not played at the Major League uh, Soccer's back tournament, MLS's back tournament. And MLS said, yeah, you know, see, there weren't fans at MLS's back, so it was different. So that's why we like made exceptions. Now there are fans. And you know, if there's something that fans demand, it's the national anthem. So what are we going to do? My hands are literally tied behind my back. Like, I am Don Garber. And someone broke into my house and tied my hands behind my back because they were like, you know that Don Garber, he really wants to have the National Anthem stopped at games. We should tie his hands behind his back so he can't do it. And so MLS was like, oh, sorry, we've got to play the anthem. And all the players decided, you know what, our fans are reasonable people. We'll just kneel because that's, you know, we feel strongly about Black Lives Mattering and we're going to protest. And so this is going to happen. And our fans, you know, knowing FC Dallas fans, very respectful folks, um, well-known hub of American responsibility and free speech, will respect the fact that we have taken a knee and understand why we are doing this. They will definitely not boo during the National Anthem because, you know, they're objecting to, if they objected to us protesting the National Anthem, surely they will not defile the National Anthem itself by audibly booing. Certainly, they will not choose to throw an, a, a thing of alcohol during the National Anthem, defiling it even further. And certainly, they won't do that during a pandemic with an object that has touched their mouths and potentially has the virus on it. No, 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 no. Our fans are very reasonable people, and they won't do those two things. So imagine their shock when they took a knee, and Dallas's fans did both of those things. But now you, dear listener, will think, ah, surely the drama ends here. Like, nothing could... could this, this clown show cannot go any further. Well, let me introduce you to the to the front office of FC Dallas, who uh, first, well, 
Before we get there, we should say Reggie Cannon had a very moving statement. Would uh, one of you like to read what Reggie Cannon had to say after this game? Sure, I knew that. <clears throat> Quote, I think it was disgusting. I think it was absolutely disgusting. You got fans booing you for people taking a stand for what they believe in and millions of other people support this cause. We discussed with every other team and the league what we are going to do and we got fans booing us in our own stadium. How disgraceful is that? For lack of a better word, it pissed me off. We discussed it prior with what we are doing. We discussed it with Nashville. Everyone from Nashville was on board. Everyone across the league was on board on what we were going to do. We asked for no anthem because it didn't feel right for the anthem to be played at this moment. They ignored our wishes, so we were going to kneel regardless if the anthem was going to be played or not. Unfortunately, it was played during these times when we asked for the anthem not to be played. You can't even have support from your own fans if you're in your own stadium. It's baffling to me. As a team, we try to give the best possible product on the field. And these last six months have been absolute hell for us. Absolute hell. We have to watch other people play soccer, and we're just sitting home, unfortunately, contracting COVID from un- from the unfortunate situations that, that we were put in. Now an opportunity presented presented itself to play tonight, and unfortunately, we're mad and upset to not not to get the win. But I was pissed. Everyone around me was pissed. Ryan Hollings said the first thing he said to me after we got up from the knee was I'm sorry I'm sorry for our fans we had someone chanting USA when they don't understand what kneeling means they don't understand why we are kneeling they can't see the reason they just think that we're ignorant that they just think we're the ignorant one it's incredibly frustrating I'm sorry for having this tone but you have to call it for what it is I even knew when we decided to, to, to kneel that it was going to happen That sound tells you guys something. I knew that we were going to have negative pushback from having a unified response over what's going on. It hurts me because I love our fans. I love this club. I want to see the support that the lead has given us from our fans. I love the people that came out tonight, but as soon as I heard that boo, I just had to play on and knew what to expect. We will take it one day at a time. Again, we are unified in this response, and everyone stands together. Black, white, even orange. Everyone stands together. Powerful words from Reggie Cannon. And uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to take just a couple more minutes before I, I open it up to you guys. I'm sorry, because I, I'm kind of mad about this. Because FC Dallas at 1.45 p.m. the next day decided to put out a statement saying, and I quote, FC Dallas supports our players and fans in their right to express themselves in a peaceful manner. And that's when I stopped reading the statement because I was like, are you guys fucking kidding me after all of this shit? Four years of this shit. You guys are going to do a both sides situation? Are you fucking kidding me, FC Dallas? Who do, who works in your fucking marketing department? Fire them. They're idiots. Um, you know, in these tough financial times, if you're looking for someone to get rid of, the person who wrote that statement and put it out, get rid of them. Because they're idiots. They're morons. And you know how I know that you know that they're morons? Because six hours later, at 7.09, remember, first statement, 145, 7.09, Don Garber comes up with a statement saying, During the playing of the National Anthem at last night's match between FC Dallas and Nashville FC, the players from both clubs and match referee shows to kneel. 
As we have stated consistently over many years, MLS supports players and staff who protest peacefully on behalf of equality and social justice. I'm not sure you've done that over many years, MLS, but let's set that aside for a minute. Some of the conf- comments made on social media following the match were appalling. We want to make very clear that MLS will not tolerate any abuse or threats to any individual player or team who decides to exercise their right of peaceful protest during the playing of the National Anthem or any other pregame ceremony. FC Dallas then, about 30 minutes later, came out with a statement from Clark Hunt and Dan Hunt, their owners. We want to be clear, we love and support Reggie Cannon. The racist comments and death threats he has received are repulsive and unacceptable. There's no place in our sport or in our country for that matter for the kind of horrific vitriol Reggie has had to endure today. Hateful or violent threats are never warranted, especially when they're directed to our member of the FC Dallas family. We will continue to work together with our players, coaches, and our fans against racism in the cause of equality for all. Hey, you know what would have been great? If you had put that statement out first. <laughs> that might have stopped some of those death threats and whatnot and so forth. Uh, if you had come out in support of your player who put out a really passionate, well-thought-out statement right away. But y'all didn't do that. So here we fucking are. <laughs> and you got to work really hard to make being the first major sp- league sports game to have fans not the worst story about a match. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, guys. So, hog in the mic know. for a minute. I'm, I'm sorry. You get... Please. I, mean, I don't think there's much... I don't have much else to add on to that, honestly. From It's... Yeah, it's real dumb that this happened in the first place. That it was played in front of fans. Um, that the national anthem was played after the players re- requested it that it re- requested that it wasn't, and then to have a guy who reportedly is wearing a cowboy hat during the national anthem and booing and then throwing a bottle at the players. Um, it's just a whole giant cocktail of stupid <coughs> honestly <coughs> oh not just covid uh <laughs> <laughs> no no he sorry i'm the zoom. sore from booing all the players at Allianz oh, yeah. field is your booing throughout the entire mls's back tournament we had to like mute you on the on the right. on the live stream because you were kept on booing because they were no, kneeling no, i i, I, w- I wasn't <laughs> booing i was saying uh Brent Common. Brent Common. You know, that's what that's Brent. Right? That's same. Uh yeah, I mean I'm so sur- I'm honestly surprised and in a good way by MLS's statement. I mean there's some things wrong with it, how they've been standing by, you know social justice and equality for all this time, but they're saying the right things now, which is important as well and some tried to them but dallas like before you put that out there maybe you'd like talk to the lead office say hey we asked think about this what should we say oh you're gonna say that can we see your oh oh that's much darker than we had put it off six hours later then we'll add on to that but like just an all-around shit show in dallas and with fans, with the incidents, with them not supporting the player immediately. And I just feel for the, the players, honestly. I My statement, it might make some enemies or some allies in, in Dallas. And so I do say they're my views and they're not, they're not the podcast. But we on the show call out Syria for both like COVID mistakes and this racist bullshit. And now it's at our front door in our league, 
And Dallas, like, if you're a Dallas supporter, this I'm calling you out. Like, this is your opportunity. Were these just the dumbasses, like, dumb enough to sign a, a waiver who had these views in the stadium? Or is this truly how you want to be represented? Like, you need to rectify your image. I can't do anything to fix MLS and, like, and Dallas as a team, but you as supporters have power. I need to fucking fix it. Because my impression of you right now is that you're garbage. I, 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 I endorse those views. I mean, I know a lot Yo. of the Dallas Beer Guardian folk. and they, I know that they're good people and they repudiate this stuff. But at the same time, you know, it's... I think there's always stronger stances. There's always ways this can be avoided. And, and really just... Stop playing the National Anthem before games if you want to avoid the controversy. Don't do what happened at the very next game, which happened a few days later. <laughs> FC Dallas and Nashville, nil-nil. Where the players stayed in, decided to stay in the locker room during the National Anthem. On the one hand, I've seen people be like, that's the perfect solution. Oh man, everybody gets what they want. No, they don't. There's a reason this protest is happening. At this point, we have incontrovertible evidence of why this protest is going on. Why... Colin Kaepernick decided to start this stuff, why other black athletes have chosen to propagate it. And if you are, use your silence to the athletes. Staying in the locker room isn't like, oh man, it's the perfect, like, nice. It's just ignoring the problem. It's the same shit that doesn't fix the issue. And so, there's also MLS just ignoring the players. So Dan, who Dan requested that the anthem not be played. And it's like, no, just stay in the, in the locker room. That's and I, it's I, not that's not the point the anthem is, the english anthem isn't played before premier league games the italian anthem isn't played before Serie A games the spanish anthem isn't played before Melita games as far as i know we're the only country that plays the anthem before sporting events so if you're pissed off at us right now for being like oh take the politics out of sports the anthem is played before sporting events the politics is already in sports Every flyover at every fucking baseball game or football game is politics. It's when the politics are are fascist and bringing and silencing players who want to have their voices heard. That's when it's a problem, and we take it out of sports. Uh there was a there was a Reddit comment that somewhat resonated with me, where some I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but not a lot. When I say that this person said that I enjoy the anthem being played before games because it reminds me that I'm proud to be American, why I came to this country, why I've chosen to raise a family here, and um, it, it helps me feel pride in the country. I'm a proud American, and I've chosen to be an American. I wasn't born one, and it it was a very conscious choice. I am still proud to be American because there are good people here, and I I believe in the ideals of the nation as they were written if not acted on and i think we all have a duty to make this nation a better place at the same time there's a difference between pride and jingoism and there's you can be proud of something while knowing that it needs to be fixed and at this point you also need to decide what's more important to you having that small sense of pride to be American before a soccer game or allowing athletes to propagate a protest that makes your country into an even better place. Because if you want a solution, stop playing the anthem, right? If you're thinking the anthem's getting disrespected, stop playing it. Let the players protest. Let them make their statements. Let's, let's, let's act on what they're doing. That's the solution. If you're really, truly proud to be American, if you think that this country needs to be, if is the place you want to be, 
and it wants to be a better place, then work towards that. And there, there's a way you can do that without making your players feel like you're silencing them, without making them... And, and I want to also point to the fact that in Reggie's statement, he talked about how it's been absolute hell for six months and how he got COVID from things that they were required to do. I, I hope nobody missed that when Caleb was reading, reading the statement because if you did, go back and listen to Reggie's words on Twitter because there's a video of him. So he hints at a lot of stuff behind the scenes happening besides just this. So, um, yeah, anyway, I, I, I think that's enough time spent on this. Uh, all I will say is that Reggie Cannon talked to some fans on the way out after the second game and basically all but confirmed that he's leaving um, for somewhere in Europe. So he's out of there. Uh, confirmed to have an offer in from Barnsley who just barely survived in the championship this past year. I'd hope that there's some some other teams put in bids for him. Yeah. Um, I hate to say this, but in future episodes when I, when I reference like MLS's lip service, like this is what I'm going to be like calling back to. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, because hell yeah. The fucking statement, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, we're done with it, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I mean, this is the thing, right? It's actions, not words. It's always about what you do about versus what you say. And so we'll see. We, I mean, there have been some good things. There are now some bad things. We'll see where it goes. Right towards the end, of, we got an entire season to reflect on this. So we will. We will see. Um, maybe this is a good time to insert the uh, the the news that Minnesota United has um, loaned Brent Coleman to El Paso Locomotive. He is. Um, he can be recalled, of course, just like Dane Saint Clair was recalled from the loan at San Antonio recently. Um, so we, we, we will, and apparently Dane was playing really well for them. So they're kind of yeah, pissed uh, at us. Three clean sheets in five appearances. Right. So we'll see what, uh, what the word is on the street about that. But, uh, Brent, um, we've said enough about him in previous episodes, but, uh, we speculated that maybe he was on his way somewhere else. Uh, maybe this was that, maybe it's not, who knows, but we, we shall see what happens with him in the future. MLS St. Louis, MLS for the Lou has revealed their logos and colors. It is a, I don't know what you call this, pinkish red. Is that, can I go, go with that? Yeah, yeah just, I think so. Okay. With like a navy. Right. Uh, yeah. Beautiful crest, I will give them that. I, yeah, some exactly. people are like, it's not good enough. I, it's fine. I um, like it. Right. And then they, they, jo- they have. They join us in the uh, boring name and cool crest club. Right. St. Yeah. Louis City SC. They're an SC, not an FC. I <laughs> take that. Uh, you know, you're a snobs, but you weren't expecting <laughs> that shit. Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, this led to accusations. They had stolen a logo from Minneapolis City SC's um, futures right. department. Their forest something rovers had very similar colors, a similar font. Uh, responses were made that this logo had been decided in March, and maybe you know it wasn't. It, Anyway, Fat Seven Deuce, P H A T the letter seven, uh, D E U C E on Twitter. Uh, Mike Pendleton making the he was a great designer, follow. yeah, great follow. Making the case that hey, these are just contemporary colors and fonts that a lot of designers out there are using. It's um, it's not really stealing because City thought that accused them of stealing. They've been using the hashtag Up the Thieves. And I tend to agree with Mike that this is just popular design right now. It's kind of in vogue. And sometimes, you know, you get things kind of mixed up like this. Certainly nobody's accusing Minneapolis City of stealing uh, the logo from other teams that have a black and white logo. 
you know like this stuff happens and it's th this design is in vogue and that's my opinion on it i don't know if you'll disagree with me but uh we shall see Pablo Maurer says that multiple sources are telling me that DC United has laid off another 10 or so front office employees across multiple departments, several in ticketing, VP of operations, James Clark was included in the layoffs. So uh, not great news from DC. Uh, unfortunate. Hopefully the, the people who are laid off are able to find um, other positions soon. Major League Soccer has announced today that they have signed a deal with Bleacher Report uh, to create content and share match highlights through 2022 includes u.s and women's national team games as well so this is probably like a, a some related deal i'm guessing um so there's there was uh the leisure report has been doing the champions league for a few years yeah yeah but they haven't brought back the champions the youtube the animated show you know what champions league is back we're gonna have the final soon where's the show covid no <laughs> excuse for animators come on right right um so hopefully we'll get some mls animations as part of this let's hope so inter miami assigned french national team player blaze batweedy sam stetchkill reports that uh this is a tam player and the dp spot will remain open for inter miami doesn't really solve their uh attacking problems which is the issue for them um just sort of their defense which is already pretty solid and then if they need a DP striker, I, I know a Colombian they can have. <laughs> and then DP slots, if they if you use them right, are going to help your team. But if you don't, you'll have Angelo Rodriguez. Right. Vancouver Whitecaps have transferred Wang Inbyom to Russian Premier League club FC Ruben Kazan. I guess he's Wang Outbyom now. Boo. <laughs> Boo. You're just proving me wrong, right with look, that uh look, things get about, wild uh, yeah. Thomas Mueller. <laughs> things get wild in the Russian league, but you cannot just pull your wang out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Everybody wang chun tonight. Adama Diomande has confirmed that he has terminated his contract with Los Angeles FC with immediate effect. One quote I pulled out from his statement, I have decided to terminate my contract in order to best care for my loved ones. To me, that read like I am a European uh, Norwegian and I can leave this country that does not have COVID <laughs> under control. And I'm and go to Norway. <laughs> right. That is not what he said. I'm, that's how I'm reading it. Someone pointing out, though, that his mother works in a COVID ward or something like that. Uh, so maybe I, I I don't know, but I just read to me like I gotta get out of here. So um, <laughs> good for him if that is the case or whatever. Good, good. it was a mutual termination. It's so a good firm. Good luck. How big Natural... is the suitcase? Or <laughs> can I sneak in? Anyway, sorry. Let's go. Let's go. Nashville SC acquires homegrown winger Alex Mule from the New York Red Bulls. Columbus City SC uh, Columbus Crew. <laughs> Look at me. I'm just like erasing all the unique names and uh, history. <laughs> Columbus City, New England Wanderers, you know, let's just get rid of all of them. Portland, Albion, you know, Seattle. Wednesday. Uh, Seattle, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver. That's my favorite Richard one. Gladbach. I, I, want, I, I don't want to look it up, but I also just want, like, want to know how Sheffield Wednesday got their name. Like, what, I just what's don't the, understand it. What's the most like, ridiculous Wednesday? explanation we can make up for that? I mean, the problem is probably like, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Oh, the, that's our team name. 
Or, or they were they were actually just Sheffield FC, and then they were watching the Adams Family, and then the owner was like, "Wow, this Wednesday characters, awesome!" And, or, and they, or the the owner had a really large argument with uh, one of his friends how to spell Wednesday. So when he found to like prove him wrong, he made it. He traded a team and called him Sheffield Wednesday, <laughs> and like for the first five years, their logo was just an, an owl dipping the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia Union have said... Oh, wait. I, I didn't actually talk about the Columbus news. The Columbus crew have acquired midfielder Emma Boateng in a trade with DC United. So, um, Union have signed Paxton Aronson to a homegrown contact. He's the younger brother of Brandon Aronson. I hear they have other brothers named Skylar. Uh, what what other? Crystal. Brayden. Brayden. Jaden. Um, Hayden. So, Chad. Cad. Cade, and it's spelled like C-A-I-D. Um, so, anyway, Baxton anyway, and Brandon. Okay, good for them. Uh, Revolution have acquired forward slash midfielder Kakuda Mane from FC Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati also sent midfielder Fatai Alash to the crew. And, and MLS reported this being like, Cincy and crew have done a trade despite their heated rivalry. It's been a year, guys. <laughs> It's been I mean, a it's year. pretty heated because it, it is in hell, so it's, it's hot down right. there. Right, like, seriously, they just traded a guy. It's okay. He has to drive like a couple of hours. It's all right. Uh, anyway, there are some performance conditions as well. Some cam involved. Anyway, Revolution have acquired. Uh, I the mentioned this already, thing, but yeah. uh, I the, the thing I did not mention that there's an international slot through December 31st that went the other way to FC Cincy. The Revs have added um, Tommy McNamara from uh, the Dynamo, and Wilfred Zahibo went to the Dynamo as well. And there was some gam involved, and and the Dynamo uh, got a international spot that lasts through this season as well. So, cool. Finally, some sad news: the U.S. Open Cup has been canceled for the first time in its 106-year history. We can no longer refer to it as the longest run- continuously running soccer tournament in the world. It was, however, the soccer tournament with the longest continuous run in the world. So, hopefully, that record at least shall remain. But um, I'm I'm kind of, I'm really bummed out about this news, but unsurprised. Uh, we're not going to go into our USL segment because it's going on, but I haven't honestly bothered to see what's happening because I'm kind of just, you know, it makes me really nervous just looking up USL news at this point. So all I know is Dan St. Clair had three clean sheets in five games. We'll we'll catch up with (laughs) USL at some point, I guess. Hey, let's, let's move into a segment we call, they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world we haven't talked about already. Where, as Sasha mentioned earlier, there's been some Champions League. Sasha, can you tell us what's been up? Well, we'll start with the biggest story in the quarterfinal was Bayern and Barcelona. And who would have thought that this would be a breaking year for Barcelona? Nobody saw it coming. Nobody talked about their downfall. Except for us. If you haven't heard... (laughs) If you've been living under a rock, you didn't know that Bayern destroyed Barcelona 8-2. Like, we had a 10-goal game... But those two goals didn't say much for Barcelona. Uh, Bayern opened it up with Mueller scoring in the fourth minute. David Alaba <laughs> equalized in the tenth. But then by halftime, it was 4-1 because Perisic scored in the 21st. Nabry scored and did his wonderful 
hand celebration mixer in the 27th. Stirring, stirring the stirring, pot. Yeah, that's, that's right. Newland then got a brace in the 31st. Second half, Suarez beat the defense and gets a shot in. There's a little bit of hope for Barcelona. It's, it's 2-4. Nope. Kimmich gets a great assist from Alfonso Davies, our very own Alfonso Davies, who just, like, ran through all of Barcelona and crosses it in. Then Coutinho gets subbed in in the 70th minute. Who's on minute. loan for Barcelona, by the way. Yeah, who's on loan for Barcelona? He gets instantly gets an assist to Lewandowski, who hadn't scored at this point somehow. And then he follows up with his own brace on his former cl- or his current club that loaned him out. Anyway, that's and the best now, I can do. Because of the transfer from Liverpool to Barcelona, if Bayern Munich win the Champions League, because Coutinho is now on, on loan from Barcelona at Bayern Munich, Barcelona will owe Liverpool another 4.5 million euros. Because of a clause in the transfer that said if the, if he wins a European trophy, they owe Liverpool more money. But in the contract, all it says is that as long as he's under contract at Barcelona, which he is, but he's also on loan at Bayern Munich. So they might have gotten knocked out by one of their own players and also are going to lose even more money over it. It's, you just love to see it. At the beginning of July, we had recorded a in-depth discussion that didn't fit into our episodes about the fall of Barcelona. That's what Sasha was referring to before Caleb came up with the idea. We put it together, and it was released to our patrons on Patreon uh, back then. We've made it available to all of you now, so you can preview the kind of content you get if you choose to be a patron. You would be in the know. You'd be like kind of there. You know, you'd be sounding real smart to all your friends right now, uh, like we are. So this totally happens all the time. So, <laughs> but hey, let's uh, let's talk about Man City versus Leon. Leon beating Man City three one. Oh, you love to see it. Oh man, it's so great. Sorry, Maxwell Cornet opened the scoring for Leon. Mm. Yeah, a brilliant first time finish by him to curl it around. Um, I think it was Musa Dembele and a. Man City defender and also Ederson and just needed in, inside that near post. Beautiful finish. Uh, De Bruyne utilized later for Man City. Uh, Mustin Dembele sealed him off with a brace and some really keystone cop defending by Man City. But between those two goals from Dembele, Raheem Sterling had a whale of a miss um, to equalize for Man City and just wide open. The Nets gaping in front of him and he shoots it into Rosie. Um, there's a video circling. Um, so CBS Sports has the rights now in America and they have a bunch of um, like Sky Sport and BBC analysts on their on their uh, Champions League shows. And one and two of the analysts are Jamie Terriger, former Liverpool player and a captain, I believe, and then a former Man City player, Michael Richards. There's a video of them both reacting to the Sterling miss, and it, it's great. They both they they both go on separate, very different roller coasters in the ma- matter of seconds. And if you find that video, it's 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 hilarious. Absolutely, can confirm having watched said video. RB Leipzig beat Atletico Madrid. Th- 2-1, Tyler Adams getting the game winner after coming on as a sub. Good news for MLS. He also played along with um, oh NYCFC, former NYCFC guy. Angelino. 
Angelino um, in the semifinal against PSG, but PSG beat Red Bull Leipzig 3-0 in that game to move on to the final, where they will play the winner of Bayern versus Lyon, or as we know, Bayern Munich, uh, probably. <laughs> and there's a graph about how in the quarterfinals, all of the teams who won had between Bayern at 10 days, uh, a game every 10 days, in the 60 days preceding the Champions League quarterfinals, whereas PSG, PSG, Leipzig, and Lyon had one game every 20 days. These four teams beat Atalanta, Atletico, Barcelona, and Man City, who had about between four and a half to five days between their games in the preceding 60 days. So there's some argument to be made about players with more rest having led to to these wins, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. Europa League... Uh, Sevilla beat Wolverhampton Wolves 1-0 and Manchester City to make it to the final against Inter Milan who beat Shakhtar Donetsk 5-0 yeah we got braces from Lotaro Martinez and Romelu Lukaku uh, in the Milan game that final is going to be this Friday at 2 to our time yes yeah awesome I'll be off work fantastic (laughs) I'm so excited all right well I believe that is all we have time for this week um, any any final things before we sign off? Any more thoughts about cheese, guys? Anything? No, but, but I would like to do a shout-out. <laughs> to cheese. No. No, lieutenant. There was a lieutenant governor from uh, Milwaukee who wore the Ford Madison shirt, and now I'm having a brain the fart on... The jersey at the... the yeah, the, yes, yes. Uh, why am I... Why am I having... His last name is Barnes. Why am I having a blank on his first name? Did, Either way. Uh, oh, I didn't try and find it. Mandela Barnes. Thank you. Okay. Famous name. Anyway, I absolutely <laughs> love the fact that he did that. So shout out to him. Yeah, he was on one of the videos at the Democratic National Convention. Uh, it is the most prominent use of a piece of soccer gear in politics since Beta O'Rourke was pictured in a El Paso locomotive shirt on election. Uh, not shirt, a hat on election day. So good for that. Good for him. All right, with that, can you tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? Yep, you can find me at Russian Reverend on Twitter. I'm no longer at Pickup Lion. You have picked I am up at pick all up the lion. lines you want. <laughs> I'm at Pickup Lion. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Jay Olson 716 Also, special thanks to Tectonic. These are the song Lust List. It's our theme music. You can find them on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Caleb and I both tweet from the at to United Fans account. That's TWO United Fans. You can also subscribe to me at LockStockSpock. Just don't expect a lot of tweets there. Also, please, if you are into Star Trek or want to get into Star Trek, follow at Strange New Takes. It's a, it's a great podcast about Star Trek. If you've got CBS All Access, for example, to watch the Champions League, you have access to uh, to Star Trek. So listen to us. We'll, we're, we're there. Tweet at at strange new takes uh dm me uh if you want to talk about star trek i'm happy to do that also thank yeah, it's a, you, thank it's, a you. it's a great firefly podcast you got there not man <laughs> is all i'm gonna say to that okay so uh again strange new takes but hey thank you to our patrons on patreon we appreciate all the support you give us especially our league commissioner tier patron eric olson thank you hi dad and uh yeah and thank you listener for listening to us we always appreciate that you made the time to include us in your life we shall return after another seven days see you next week everyone Bye. Bye.